Sunday pour a special UConn Big East tournament post game edition. Um, there's like 16 minutes left in the game, but I decided to call it. No, no point in uh, waiting out the inevitable. Uh, the Paul's terrible. Providence should be ashamed of themselves for even allowing this game to happen. Um, before we get started, though, happy Rudy Gobert Day. A year ago yeah. today, he ruined all of our lives. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, the troll job that just came back immediately to bite somebody in the ass. Never seen anything like that. As every troll should get the come, their comeuppance just like that. But uh, unfortunately, we live in a world where trolls get away with some shit. Uh, Rudy Gobert. And then here's Rudy Gobert as an MVP candidate. So it didn't really get, get – it kind of worked out for him. So maybe uh, joke's on us. Blew a 3-1 lead in the bubble, though. Okay. All right. That's Got fair. COVID. We still don't know if he had symptoms because people don't say shit, but it didn't exactly work out for him. Yeah. It is uh, – it's, it's – He lives in Utah. It's all come full circle now. He does live in Utah. It's a big point against. It's all come full. We're back where we began, man. We're at MSG. It's the biggest tournament. There's a, it's a light crowd. I mean, we were, we were recording the show last year watching as – it was St. John's, I think, right, that was playing. And they, and they called the game at halftime. They didn't even let him back. Yeah, that was there. the afternoon slate. That was the Thursday afternoon slate. So it's today's day, basically. Yeah. And they called it at the half. We were on – we were recording during the Wednesday night session of the Big East tournament. Okay, yeah. Okay, I'm sure so the Paul was playing in that game, too, because they usually play night one. Okay, it's, it's, and, we, and that game – okay, they, they didn't call them off the court. That's right. That was the next day. But it was like it was odd looking at the crowd because it was thin, and you, you just like you weren't there, but you had the feeling it was there's like a weird, uh, like uh, atmosphere in in the arena. There's people like checking their cell phones. People were it just seemed like they were uneasy being there, unsure if they should be there. And uh, obviously, the next day everything came to a head. Um, yeah, I don't know exactly what to compare it to. There's nothing I mean, compared the, the OJ Chase. But that was a finals game, and it was a packed garden crowd. Yeah, no, there's nothing. This is uh, th- th- this is the thing that we that will that other things will be compared to in the future. There's <coughs> nothing else to compare it to. Yeah, no, you can't compare it to anything. And uh, I gotta say, the last year, you know what the weirdest sporting event was? The oddest, the one that really. Uh, like, hit me like, oh, wow, this is real strange without a crowd. Because 98% of these sporting events I've been pretty fine with. Hasn't phased me, no, no uh, crowd. And maybe some of that is due to the fake crowd noise and just the fact that I kind of tune out the crowd anyways, kind of keep the games on low. Mm-hmm. There's one sporting event, and it was in the last, I don't know, six weeks, the last two months. Where I was really like, "Whoa, this is this is odd." What's that? Uh, Duke Carolina at Duke. Oh yeah, yeah. It should... was so strange. I was <laughs> like they they should be right on top of each other right now. The crowd should be going nuts. I mean, I, I've never. I don't know if it was the only time I've ever missed the uh, Duke crowd that came in crazy, but I was like, "This isn't right." Yeah. Yeah, the crowd is so much a part of those games. The chance and the uh, bouncing and whatever other bullshit they do. You're right. 
That is odd. I, I see. Yeah, I didn't see Duke Carolina, but I did see a Duke game or two uh, down there, and it is very strange without a crowd. Yeah, and Coach but K I, tried to cancel the tournament today. Tried yeah, to, he tried I, to throw the yeah, towel. He yeah, injected a walk on with COVID. Let's start with this bullshit, man, because it is so. <laughs> this motherfucker, Coach K, this miserable prick. Is like the most successful coach in college history was whining from the get-go about the season. I mean, as soon as they, as soon as he knew that team sucked, yeah, he started whining about oh we shouldn't be playing. They lose to Michigan State for the first time ever in Cameron, and it's it's always it's a problem. Now COVID's a problem. Okay, the whole world's dealing with COVID. Coach, we're all dealing with it. I'm going to work. Ant's going to work. Okay, you go to go to fucking work too, coach. <laughs> fucking deal with it. And now this bullshit comes along. Instead of instead of taking their ass kicking like fucking man, they decide to have to have this stupid ass fugazi illness come out. There's no way anybody in that team is sick. It's bullshit. A walk on, yeah. It is bullshit. And now, you know what? I mean, they were starting to play a little bit better too. I, you know, they beat Boston College and they beat Louisville. Okay, they were favored in both of those games, even though Louisville was a better seed. I wanted to see them play Florida State, man. UNC is about to wrap up this W tonight against Vatek. We could have had Duke, Carolina in the semis tomorrow night. You know, on a, in a year where both teams looked like they were dead, both teams looked like they weren't headed for the tournament. We could have had, you know, on a, in an off year, we could have had them in the semis looking for a chance to go to the ACC tournament. And then instead, Coach K just bows out. I don't, I don't even know what happened. He just didn't scare the Florida State. You know what I mean, he just wants to say that, uh, you know, some things are bigger than sports. Do you want to play that card? Did he forget his oh. fucking hair dye? Like, what, what, what happened? But now, <laughs> you but now love Duke, it. You love yeah, it. Duke, Duke just bows out, man. Yeah, oh, nice. Man. It's, and it's, it's, it's on ESPN's website. It's listed as uncontested. So, I mean, there's – Yeah, I said we were going to get a forfeit, man. I, I mean, it's a, a conference tournament, so it's not the end of the world. It's such a pussy it's Duke, way out. so fuck them. But, like, I, I, I don't want to see any uncontested in the real tournament. That's such a pussy way out. Really. And, to, and not to be a glass half-empty uh, guy, but, I mean, is Duke going to be the only team that has a COVID test these next few days? Uh, no, but I mean, but you're, but like you said, it's a, it's a fucking walk on. Coach K was anti basketball from the get go, and even, even as Carolina played Duke in the semis, does it count when Coach K is already checked out? And what kind of fucking leader sends that message to his team all fucking season that he doesn't even want to fucking be there? Well, he speaks out of both sides of his mouth because at the beginning of the year, I think it was the beginning of the year, he talked about how important it was going to be to have an NCAA tournament. You got to have a tournament, got to have a tournament, got to have a tournament. And then five games into the season, he's like, well, we have to really question, like, should we be playing right now? It's like, you're a fucking asshole. Like, shut the <laughs> fuck up, Coach K. You holier-than-thou prick. <laughs> oh, man, the fucking morality police, Coach K. So full of shit. So 1995, last time they missed a tournament. And now I wonder if this will go down as a missed, tor- as like a missed tournament or there's going to be some asterisk next to it because it was like a COVID thing. And like an illness, so they didn't officially miss the tournament. It's just that, like they. Well, why? Why aren't they the eligible season. for the tournament, though? Well, I, look, I just assume there's some bullshit up their sleeve. That's all. 
I mean, they're not going right. to. Well, I know. I, I already saw it on the bottom of the screen, whatever was up there, like that this is going to be the first time that they missed the tournament in however many years. Yeah. But, like, if this walk-on's the only kid that tests positive, Everybody's shouldn't good. they be eligible? Or is Coach K going to play the card like, I, I did what was best for the kids. I withdrew us. Oh, 1,000. <laughs> asshole. 1,000 percent. Two-week quarantine. You know, uh, that's what it's going to be. You know, that's – it's um, it's the the best decision for the program and for the yeah for for the NCAA and the kids. Some the things team. are bigger than sports. He's gonna that that term will come out of his mouth, guaranteed. I'm gonna put my conspiracy cap on for a second. Yeah, something's fishy here. I'm not gonna say oh. what it is, but something something is not right. Oh, something, something happened. Something's rotten in uh, on in uh, Carolina. That's for sure. It's going to come back that it was like it wasn't even a positive COVID test. It was just like his this kid had a close encounter with his second cousin's fiance's, oh. you know, dog. It's going to be a barber. Bullshit. It's always a barber. <laughs> it's going to be the barber, man. Fucking barbers, man. If I was a barber, I'd be pissed. You know what yeah, I mean? They, not to shit on barbers, but like barber, barber, you got to work a barber. You know what yeah. I mean? You're not a millionaire if you're a barber. And now yeah. they, these people keep getting thrown under the bus. Yeah, man. And you're touching people all day. You're touching their heads. Like, yeah, you got to be careful and shit. And barbers just keep getting dragged. If there was a COVID board game uh, in the vein of Clue, it's going to always be the barber did it. Always. Yeah. Fall guy. Barber's the fall guy. Like yeah. Chris Carter said, you need a fall guy or your barber. That's it. Yep. You need, yeah, you need a guy. And they get it. They do come an extra few bucks, I'm sure. Not to do – and I'm not Coach K, that cheap motherfucker. But I'm sure, like, the Chiefs guy – Got duped a few bucks. I mean, they weren't trying to skip out of town, but uh, I'm sure they. I'm sure they took care of him, and uh, the Sixers guy. I'm sure he got a few bucks for being slandered like that. Yeah, barbers. No, no respect during COVID time. I tell you. Yeah, they, it's you're the barbers meeting guys in fucking warehouses and shit just to fucking get his scissors on yeah. somebody's hair. Yeah. <laughs> speaking of disre- speaking of disrespect. How does one, if, if not the greatest, maybe he's not the greatest Nick of all time. I guess some, some, people, some people argue Frazier or Monroe, uh, I guess. But to, to me, Ewing's the best Nick of all time, even though he never won a championship. Ooh, does, better than Clyde Frazier? I, yeah. I mean, I just uh, – Ewing is one of the best – I mean, I guess he's maybe, maybe – it's an argument for another day. Besides the fact, besides the point, he's yeah. top two Knicks of all time. Oh yeah, it's his, certainly his, top three. His pictures all over. His pictures all over the fucking garden, right? Everywhere you go, it's him with his arms spread out, him shooting him dunking. Like there's pictures of him everywhere in Madison Square Garden, and he's getting questioned by security. It's fucking. He's got a point, man. His numbers hanging in the fucking rafters. He just had two upset wins in a row. And people are fucking checking him for ID in the garden. The point where he's got to complain about it. He is one of the more disrespected New York legends of all time. He gets um, respect. I think it goes back to Knicks fans too. I think Knicks fans don't give him the credit that he deserves. I don't know. I'd have to sit down with like a real – diehard Knicks fans that lived through like the 80s and the 90s to see exactly how highly they uh, hold Ewing. Because it's a lot of 
teams that had disappointed endings, and he was kind of the face of those teams. So, I mean, you can't look at him as a bust. You know, number one pick overall, high expectations. But I think the fact that he never got over the hump there were and, uh, a lot, and there were a lot of chokes involved. I, I missed layup against I mean, the Pacers. Yeah. Oh, that was the worst. Yeah, um, blowing a two zero lead to the Bulls. I mean, that's more yeah. Charles the Charles Smith Memorial, but it's still Ewing was the guy in that team. Yeah, game seven. Uh, you know, just losing to the finals when they got there. Right, Jordan takes off like that was kind of their two year window where he felt like they could get it done. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, see, both nights fucking limping off the floor. That's great. Oh, that's a cramp. It's a cramp. <laughs> you better hope Christ. so. Get, get some fluids in them. You better hope so. Made, made of paper, this guy. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I'd have to talk to a um, – I'd have to talk to a Knicks fan and see exactly how highly they regard. Like, if he had ever gotten over the hump and won that Houston series, he would be royalty, especially yeah. because the Knicks just – I mean – Going on 50 years now, right? 73 is a long time ago. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'd, I'd, have to, I'd have to see, like, what a Knicks fan. He shouldn't be – like, he, he shouldn't be disrespected to the point where they're asking the guy for credentials. Like, that seems <laughs> – like, Michael Jordan wouldn't have to show credentials anywhere, especially the United Center. <laughs> yeah, seriously. He, 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 he could walk into a, a McDonald's in Chicago wouldn't have to. We could walk walk into, the, he could talk, walk into Madison Square Garden, probably. Yeah. We could walk into a <laughs> McDonald's in China, probably. Right. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. And I don't know what, what – I mean, it, it, it probably comes down to it's young people working at the garden. Uh, it's no excuse. I don't want to hear it, man. I'm sick and tired of people not knowing about shit like that. First of all, you work in the garden, okay? Second of all, like I mentioned, it, it's pictures everywhere there. I, like, I don't want to hear you're too young to know. That's I'm, this, this is the age of the internet. Everybody knows everything now. Because not knowing is not an excuse. It's bullshit. Fucking ass. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. It's not an excuse, especially since he's, I mean, how could you miss the guy? You know he's somebody. It's not like George Mikan walked in the building. <laughs> it's fucking Patrick Ewing. That wasn't that fucking long ago. Yeah, and where is he walking in that... He needs because usually like the team gets off the bus and they all kind of walk in together. Like, who's stopping Patrick Ewing? Like, ele- Sir, are you with that elevator? You with the team? Don't let him on that elevator, man. It's like I'm eight feet tall. Like, what do you think I'm? <laughs> coach's parent? Like, what do you think? Yeah, I think he's there to I think he's there to rob rob the garden. It's uh, yeah, I know, man. Jeez, <laughs> racial profiling, Pat Ewing, man. Like, what do you come on? Do your homework. I think he's Ben Affleck in the town, Robin Fenner. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. But it, it makes sense. I mean, it's Georgetown, John Thompson. We lost John Thompson this year, and it makes sense that uh, they, 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 got, they got a little of that fire behind them, a little of that, that good karma. Georgetown's making a tiny bit of a run here. They're a game away from making the finals here in the Big East tournament. Yeah, George, <laughs> I didn't see that coming. Favorite stat of the game against Villanova today, 23 of 23 from the line. Did not miss a free throw. We always talk about in March how free throws matter, but it's usually kids missing big free throws. That's, you know, they, I'm not sure that's why they won, but it's a big reason why they won. It's going perfect from the line. Yeah, 23 for 23 is crazy. You win by a point, obviously, so they needed every single one. Um, didn't see that coming. I, you know, I'm not surprised they beat Marquette. Marquette stunk. 
Uh, that was a pretty ugly game. Georgetown was uh, – I mean, Georgetown themselves weren't great in that game. I thought uh, – I didn't think Nova's injuries were going to come to fruition until the semis. I thought maybe Seton Hall or St. John's would get them. But I guess they missed those two guys. You know, they missed the two of their top three scorers. And, uh, you know, they, they lose to, to Georgetown today. Did, I, I didn't see it coming. I thought Nova was going to wax them and then – in the semis, they'd kind of have a problem. But I'm going to give Georgetown credit now. Two two games away from uh, the automatic bid, which obviously they need to get in because they're not having a good year. Did uh, will, those kids, will those kids be back for Nova uh, once they get their bid? Will they be back next week? Gillespie, no. Uh, the kid Moore has a chance. It's a bad sprain, though, so mm. it's possible. Gillespie, no. Gillespie tore his MCL, I think. It's done for, okay, he's done for a season. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, good to know if you're uh, for your for your picks there for next week. Um, yeah, keep in mind, Villanova will not be at full strength. Yeah, and we will be doing the NIT bracket. Just say so you no. Know, I'm I'm preparing myself mentally to do it all by hand. <laughs> I don't know how it's going to work. Um, getting them all in and shit, but we'll figure it out. Um, one point a game in the first round, two points a game in the second round, four points, and then eight points for the finals. Oh, it's easy enough. Yeah, nice and easy. Sixteen, sweet sixteen. I'm sure we we'll only have a handful of kids, but uh, yeah, we're, we're, we'll be doing that. Get ready for it. It's, that's the tournament I'm talking about. That's the tournament, and then there's uh, March Madness, whatever. Yeah, and there's the the tournament that crowns a national champion. A <laughs> <laughs> um, um, couple teams. Well, I, a couple teams that uh, bubbles probably burst. Xavier probably out. I've seen crazier things happen. There's always one or two teams that kind of sneak in that you're not so sure about. But Xavier mm-hmm. losing to Butler, I mean, they were up like 20 points in that game last night. For them to lose that game, that was pretty bad. Yeah, it's a bad look when you when you got to have uh, um, when you have everybody looking at you for that for that bubble. Yeah, when you got when you got to have a when you got to have a win, you jump out to a big lead like that, you lose to a. Butler team that's uh, three, four games under 500. Yeah, terrible look. So, uh, another team, go ahead. No, so it was an amazing second half for Butler yesterday, and then they just came out today. And uh, Yeah, I mean, it's, they're not beat Crane. Crane waxed <laughs> them on Saturday, too. It was, yeah. uh, another team that probably played themselves out, St. John's. Yeah, they needed that one, too. Yep. Yeah. Again, seen crazier things happen, but I don't think St. John's is going to get in. Now, the question would be, Seton Hall is still alive, but do they need – I don't think they could survive a loss to Georgetown. They got to beat Georgetown. I don't, I don't know if they need to win the finals to get the automatic – I mean, to, to win the final. obviously they win their in, but I don't, I don't know if that's necessary, if they put up a good game uh, against UConn or Creighton. But – um. They definitely need to, if they lose to Georgetown, there's no way you can let them in the tournament. No, and that would be two losses to Georgetown. Yeah, yep. Yeah. All due respect to Georgetown. They're a nice story right now. They are the story of the Big East tournament right now, obviously, mm-hmm. with Ewing going back to the garden. Mm-hmm. But uh yeah, losing to them. I don't think you can see in Holland. They no, Georgetown. No. That, that's the one thing I like about Willard man, is ever since he got there, he always competes in the in the tournament. Always the Big always, East tournament. The big yes, in the Big East tournament. Never yeah. in the actual tournament. But yeah, he's always always a competitive team uh, at the Garden, and that's uh, I mean 
we talk about love in the, the, the conference tournament. That's a reason why I love Willard is that he's always, uh, always got him in the mix and he's got him there again. Amazingly. I wor- I worry about him though, because uh, they just, they have a tendency to, to go through these lulls. Like they'll go to, to, to get up a few points and then they just can't figure it out. A couple turnovers, bad shots, teams, other teams right back in it. And a good team can exp- and some mediocre teams have exploited that throughout the season. So, yeah, part of that's college though, going in lulls. Sure, sure. College teams just go forever without scoring. Sometimes the whole jumping out to a lead and letting a team back in—that could be a little bit of a coaching thing. Yeah. You got you got to be able to make adjustments on the fly. And I don't know if blowing leads isn't a great—it's uh, not a great look. No, no. But they get the lead, so that's good. It's a good start. We got to finish it. It's it's like this Seton Hall team. It's a it's like the classic college where they lost their main their main player from a year ago. Miles Powell uh, graduated, and then they then he always had a nice supporting cast. But then it's like that supporting cast has to kind of elevate a little bit to get him back to where they were with Powell. And like the kid Mamu was their best player, but um, I mean you know. It's not really anything that we ever hoped for. <laughs> We're looking for a team to build around the kid Mamu. Like he was—he's not a number one. No, no. And they when they rely on him and he's got to like go in the isolation. That's trouble. It really is. It's not a. It's I when they, when they go to him and it's they, they kind of spread it out. I'm like this is they're much better when they're passing the ball around. They spread it out, and uh, if the ball comes to him, he he knows what to do with it. But if it's him making a play, it's never it's never good. But uh, him and Roden had big games today. Uh, I'll be By the way, I, nice hate that, I hate that the Big East gave out uh, three, three so player of the years. That was so soft. So stupid, yeah. <laughs> it, I, it should have been uh, – I, I would have given it to the Villanova kid. Yeah. Robinson, he's the one who should have got it. I don't – Yeah, I, 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 I don't – I watched more Seton Hall games than anything. I don't think it was our guy at all. To be it honest. felt like they forced it to Gillespie and Mamu just because they were seniors. Wanted to give them something on the way out. They threw the towel. They threw the towel in. They just said, it was, "Fuck this year is ridiculous. Let's make it even more ridiculous because we can." Yeah. Nobody's gonna bat an eye because it's COVID season. Oh, and whoever's running your uh, your uh, the Seton Hall account on Twitter. There was a little bit of an embarrassing tweet like an hour ago. Oh no! It was it was something like it was something about taking bows about like five out of seven years being in the semifinals of the Big East tournament. Ah uh, no! Uh, Just the see, way it was worded too. I had to read it three or four times. Like, are they really saying this? See, I I mentioned I appreciate being in the mix of the tournament, but that was after years of not really being in the mix. I'm not about to hang. The my years head were listed. I'm not about to hang my hat on being in the semifinals. Two years in a row. Something about that Friday night. I think there was something about oh something like that in the tweet. UConn hasn't been in the biggest tournament in seven years, and they're in the semifinals. Come on. Yeah, one, I mean. One for one. Relax. 2012, I think it's been, because they were banned in 2013. <laughs> um, um, seven years since the biggest tournament, I think it is. Not, maybe not the biggest, but yeah, biggest tournament. Yeah, I think it was 2012. I think it's nine years. I think I heard Gus say seven. I think it's been nine, though. Oh, okay. All right. I was going yeah. off Gus. So there you go. He was probably thinking, eh, it's not important. Not important. Uh, a couple other teams that may have played their way out Louisville. Okay. The Duke. Yep. It was fraudulent cocksuckers, Duke. 
Yeah, you can't lose. Um, to, you can't lose to a team who's uncontested. Yeah, you can't lose to a ghost. Uh, <laughs> and then I, I don't know. This this is probably going to be the uh, the big bubble team in terms of buzz right now. Like every year, Syracuse, who lost at the buzzer today. Virginia, yeah. Did Bayheim politic at all in the in the uh, post game presser? He uh, had to. Oh, you're asking me. I didn't see him. No, I don't know. Yeah, knowing him, he knows how to he knows how to work it. I'm gonna Google him right now just to see if anything pops up. Sounding like sounding like a bubble is bursting, but it is Syracuse, and Syracuse always finds a way into the fucking tournament, and then finds a way into the Sweet Sixteen somehow. So they'll they'll be in probably. We just should because. be in the tournament. Yeah, he said we should be in the tournament. Very of course. Word for word. I hope they, they don't make they it. Always, they always do that, though. They're always – when they're a bubble team, they always find a way. And then they always, they always do better than they should. Yeah. I, yeah. They, they've had some runs. They had a run that one year when they were a 10 seed and they went to the Final Four. Yeah. They could be scrappy. Um, let's see. I mean, other teams, Georgia Tech wins today. I saw they were on Lenardi's bubble. Uh, Boise State lost in their tournament. I saw they were on the bubble. Um, yeah, I mean, other than that, there's not really uh, – well, I mean, Gonzaga the other night, there was a little bit of suspense. We actually got to see him bleed a little bit, Ivan Drago style. So, you know, somebody finally cut him. They were down 12 at the half, and obviously they come out and they went right past BYU in the second half. But it was good to see Gonzaga have to play a real game. Did you uh, did you did you watch that game live? Yeah. Were they? Uh, uh, how much of it was them coming out and putting the pedal down a little bit? How much was was the other team just kind of laying down? I don't know, man. It was real. It was a real offensive game. I think the, the score at halftime was fifty three forty one. So it was just like up and down, and not a whole lot of defense. A lot of a lot of you know three pointers. A lot of just up and down. It almost felt like an NBA type of game where there wasn't that much defense being played. And then I think it just came down to Gonzaga kept playing their game and BYU just wasn't making the shots in the second half. So Gonzaga's good, but I still got to see him. Sags don't play D? That's what I'm hearing? I, I don't know. I'm always leery about teams that try and go up and down the uh, up and down the floor. Like the best team I've seen do it in college of recent memory has been North Carolina. Mm-hmm. I hate the I hate the way they've played at times, but they you know they've won a couple of championships doing it. Mm. Uh, so, I, yeah, I don't. I just don't think. I think someone's picking them off. That's all. That's all I have to say about this. That's eventually they're going to get into a, you know a rock fight, a dog fight, a game they got to win in the fifties and sixties, and I just don't think they're going to be equipped for it. And it's not their fault. They just don't play. They don't play those types of games in conference play. And like I like a battle tested team. Yeah. You know, it's like if you're training for a marathon, you start running one mile, two miles, three miles, four miles, you build your way up. Gonzaga's not, you know, Gonzaga's going right into the fire. They're going from, you know, jogging a half a mile to now they got to run the New York City Marathon. It's just, it, it's not their fault. It's tough. You know what I mean? It's tough. And, and you, got, you got any other bubble teams that, uh, that have, um, anybody who's on the bubble has work to do next two days? That you know of? Uh, Memphis. Okay. Penny Hardaway. Penny, yeah. They're the three seed, I believe, in the American. The two teams ahead of them are Wichita and Houston, mm-hmm. who I think are probably going to make it. One will probably win 
the AAC, assuming Memphis does it, and the other one will probably get in that large as like an 11 or 12 I'm seeing. Mm-hmm. But I think, they, I think Memphis with a, good show, with a good showing, they probably have to get to the championship at least. Mm-hmm. I don't know. The, 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 Amer- the uh, committee has always kind of disrespected the Americans, so we'll see. They may have to win the tournament, but they're a team to keep an eye on because they've kind of been a little up and down all year. All right. Um, other bubble teams. Colorado State plays tonight. I just saw them. Whoever the Fox bracketologist guy is has them as either the last four in or last four out. They have Fresno tonight, and they're eight-and-a-half-point favorites, so they probably shouldn't lose that game. Or I should say can't afford to lose that game if they want to go to the, uh, to the tournament. Um, yeah, it's a bunch of these small schools that are kind of not appealing, like Utah State who's playing right now, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have some work to do. Ole Miss, I'm not sure how they're doing. That's an SEC team. Uh, they're playing right now. And I'm not sure if, if Lenardi has UCLA in, but Mick Cronin, has, he, just, he loses horrendous games year after year. Man, he lost a horrible game to USC this weekend on a corner three on an inbound with like a second left. He loses to Oregon State t- today in overtime. Just brutal, brutal. If it was me, I'm not letting UCLA in. I'm not letting Mick Cronin into March. And if he does, just do 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 yourself a favor and uh, throw the house against you, UCLA. All right, I got Utah State here up 22, oh, 48 seconds. So they're going to win. That's a bubble team that's playing their way in. Uh, let's see if I can get an Ole Miss score. I'm pretty sure they were playing tonight against uh, somebody they were favored against. South Carolina, maybe. Wisconsin's up 11. Ole Miss like Susan up. Waldman doing the scoreboard. Ole Miss up 11. Ole Miss up 11? Yeah, uh, 13. Yep. 13. Okay, so they're – I mean, these are games that these bubble teams probably – it would be more harm if they lost them than necessarily good if they won. Mm-hmm. You're playing teams you got to beat. Uh, let's see, Texas Tech. Texas are playing right now. Those teams are both in, so that's more just for seeding purposes. Um, yeah, so it was a wild day. This was the first day where you got like all the – or most of the heavy hitters back in. Tuesday, Wednesday was still kind of calm. Not as many ranked teams, kind of the lesser uh, teams that are in these big conferences. But now – you're going to get – oh, book night left game with cramps. All right. You, you got to be cramps. carried to the locker room, but <laughs> – You call it the cramps, man. I mean, that's the, I guess that's the best-case scenario. Yeah. It didn't look great when the team had to – I mean, I've had some pretty bad cramps. I've had some really bad cramps where, like, you probably can't really – I'd probably be able to walk it off, but he's, he's, he's a skinny guy. I wonder if, like, their, mus- <laughs> their muscles are, like, so toned that they, when they tighten up, it's just extra strong because the muscles are diff- just different uh, way than most muscles. No? I don't know. I... Maybe because, like, LeBron has dealt with cramps before. We've seen him, and he's, like, the you know, freakiest athlete in the league, yeah. in the world. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I remember, we've seen all kinds of pro athletes have to leave games with cramps, so it's not – you just hope that's uh, – I mean, I've had, I've had, like, a cramp linger into the next day. Ugh. Like, not to the point where I can't walk on it, but you just you, – you know it's there. 
it's like a little bit of a, like a knot in your in your calf. Ugh. Well, uh, you better not mention that again. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what that's from? No. <laughs> oh man, that's uh, Adam Sandler's like first. Uh, I guess it's an album. Like he did like a um, a comedy, like a sketch album, like a, it was a CD tape. Even. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, that was. I probably had. I don't even remember. The I talking, had some Sandler stuff on CD. The Talking Goat. That's from. Uh, it's called. They're all gonna laugh at you. Oh yeah, yeah. The talking. Yeah. The talking goat. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Uh, all right. Um, and then on cramps could be painful. I'm just looking over the weekend, like on Sunday. I think these are just a couple finals from smaller conferences like Loyola and Colgate play on Sunday and VCU St. Bonnie play on yeah, Sunday. Yeah, the, the Patriot League. Army had a chance to go to the finals. They lost to Loyola. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, the uh, VCU, that's the A-10? Uh, I don't know. What those are probably early on in the day, right? Yeah, noon and one, yeah. I think, those, I think the loser of that game is kind of on the bubble, too, I was, I was looking at. Oh, really? The VCU St. Bonnie one? Yeah, I don't know. I think the interesting thing right now is can any of these teams from big conferences steal bids? Like the one that stands out right now is Georgetown, obviously. You know, can because Georgetown will steal someone's bid. You know, someone, I mean, they could steal Seton Hall's bid if they beat them and then win the tournament. Um, Sure. So you got to look at um, like where else in these other big conferences. Like teams that are just they're an automatic bid or bust, and I can't. I, I'm slipping my brain on who else in these other big conferences is making it. Like Miami today made it to the quarters in the ACC with a couple wins, but they got bounced. Um, I guess everyone in the ACC technically, like Duke would have been interesting if they kept playing, but obviously they bowed out. Yeah, I don't know. Georgetown might be the team. Georgetown might be the, the best story right now going in the uh, in all these big school in all these big conferences. Say that one more time. Georgetown might be the best story uh, in terms of oh, yeah, auto yeah. bid or bust. Mm-hmm. So I was just thinking the ACC tournament right now is it's down to the semis. All those teams are in. I mean Georgia Tech is on the bubble, but like in terms of just a team that's auto bid or bust, I think it's Georgetown is the story of uh, championship week right now in terms of. In terms of the big conferences. Yeah, yeah. You know, the big, you get the big uh, teams back in action tomorrow in the Big Ten. Michigan and Illinois will play. Um, Iowa will play. And then you have the SEC tournament. You get Bama and Arkansas. Those, I'm sure there's a couple teams. Because those conferences are the quarterfinals tomorrow. So I'm sure you'll get a couple teams in those conferences that have a chance to make a run that are auto-bid teams only. But for now, Georgetown is the only thing I could, uh, I could really think of. All right. All right Kentucky well, loses today. They stand a shitty year. They would have been. They would have been a story if they could have, you know, won a game or two. Um, I'm looking at the schedule tomorrow. Mississippi State. I guess they if they could pull an upset, like that would be something. If a team comes out of nowhere in the Atlantic Ten which is Memphis and Wichita's conference. That could be a story. Um, yeah, that's basically uh, that's basically it. The Iona Gales are two games away. Rick Pitino. Yeah, I know you've been Two games away from getting yeah. back into March. 
Yeah, that's. I mean, that's an awesome story. That that would be a huge story. Um, that would preempt. I mean, that would be a bigger story than Georgetown and Ewing. I think if uh, Patino was able to get back. Well, it'd be. Uh, I think Ewing's a bigger story from a upset perspective. Like Iona at this point should win that tournament now. But you don't think they Patino- have to be the best. Oh yeah, well, yeah. Georgetown is yeah. Georgetown would be the upset, but I'm saying, but I think Patino getting there with Iona would be a big, big story, though. It would be a huge story. I'm pulling for Patino to get back in the tournament for sure. Um, is Rutgers in the tournament? I saw they play tomorrow. They beat, I think, Indiana. Is Rutgers an auto bid team or bust, or are they? And I'm looking at the bracket. Oh no, Minardi has them in as a ten seed, so it looks like they probably are in. Trying to like latch on to a team that because I like Miami today. I was watching them, they're they were a 13 seed in the AC tournament. Mm-hmm. Like, I kind of got into that game just knowing that they had to play, you know, they had to win in order to get in the tournament. But I don't see too many of those, uh, too many of those teams. All right, thank God for the Big East, you know what I mean? Some drama. Yeah, I mean, actually some pretty decent uh, stories this week. Um, you know, with well, like I mentioned last time, it's, just so, it's such, an, such a different year and doesn't feel quite the same yet. And uh, it's good to have some, some juice behind some of, these, some of these games, some of these teams. So, all right, well, good, good rundown. Hey, did you see um, – did you see uh, Skip Bayless Skip come out? Bayless. Come out and say that Larry Bird was a more skilled basketball player than Kevin Durant. <laughs> no, but uh, wh- how come we're still having these? Co- when people delve into that kind of conversation, comparing a player from 1986 to a player from 2020, 2021. Yeah. You just ran out of shit to talk about. You have nothing to say. You have nothing original to talk about. Not, that is a hack job. By if that and that's what you're like highlighting. That's what I'm seeing. I'm, I don't follow your ass. That's that's what I'm seeing. That that's what like you guys are promoting. That that is such like who how can you fucking even make those comparisons? Does it's so fucking long ago and it's two completely different leagues. How could you even make those comparisons? I I've actually, first of all, it's just, it's amazing that people, I know he just got a big contract too, Skip Bayless. Mm-hmm. It's like four years, 32 million. It's amazing that in order, I mean, there's got to be supply and demand when it comes to giving a guy that type of money. So there must be a demand for Skip Bayless out there. I'm not sure exactly who these people are. Incredible. <laughs> that are calling for Skip Bayless. And I've actually, in the past two days, um, putting on Fox sports at my desk, like getting ready for the Big East to start. Mm-hmm. I think that was the show that was leading up to it. Ugh. So I kind of put it on with like 20 minutes to spare just to get it going, get it up and running. Mm-hmm. And I mean, the nonsense they talk about, and I could be confusing shows. Cause sometimes I see clips of like the Stephen A. Max Kellerman show, which mm-hmm. is equally as God awful. Just ridiculous. Um, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, like they were talking, I think today, what the fuck were they talking about? Something about like a two-on-two game. Like Twitter, Twitter is a buzz with the Magic and Bird two-on-two game versus LeBron and so-and-so. Oh I don't even know who the two-on-two was, but 
Like, is Twitter really a buzz, or are you guys just – it's like a chicken or the egg sort of thing. Is Twitter really a buzz, or are you guys just trying to feed some lame, like, hypothetical onto Twitter to get people to talk about your show and talk about your stupid fucking topics? Like, the fact that more people are listening and watching that show than Sunday Poor is disgusting. It's <laughs> sickening, really. It makes me sick to my stomach. This is original content. You don't know what you're going to get on this show. You might get Tom Selleck's mustache, Sean Connery's fucking <laughs> masculine voice, and these idiots are just talking about nonsense. Like I, I, Steve, the Stephen A. Smith show, I think. It could, I, I confuse these shows, so I'm just going to rip all of them as one. Bring it. Like They're breaking down Dak Prescott's contract. Who fucking cares about Dak Prescott's contract? That's something we would mention on this show for five seconds. Like, good for Dak. He got paid. Let's see if he comes through. That's it. And these fucking dummies are sitting around a round table like there's something to talk about. I don't get it. Who, who is in the market for these shows? Like, who's watching these shows? Whose voice? Who, 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 where is the demographic? I don't understand it. Like, and, I, and I admit, like, I used to watch Mike and the Mad Dog, and a lot of people would probably think, like, why would you listen to these two blowhards? And you know what? Probably right. Like, I don't know what they're people. Like, they're just, like, New York flavor sort of thing. Like, kind of grew up watching them. Yeah, but, but they, like, are there grown people on their couches that are hanging on Skip Bayless and Max Kellerman's work? I don't understand it. The difference between Mike and the Mad Dog was that was all, for the most part, real. Right, it was authentic. That was right, right, authentic. Yeah, so thank you. Yeah, this, like, this kind of shit is all manufactured. Like, that, like, it's, it is said to generate clicks or views or whatever the fuck. Mike and the and Mad Dog. they go Dog, in with a playbook. Like, they go in yeah, with a oh, playbook. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. It's like the uh, PTI recipe where it's like, we're just going to run down these topics, whatever. And I'm sure like Mike and the Meadow had that too, but it wasn't like we need to tie something to it to, to get people interested. No. And that's kind of, that's what made that show great was that you didn't know which direction they were going in. And uh, it could be, it could end up being dog ranting about something and Mike laughing about it in the background. Or yeah. it could, or it could be some, some conversation about who the fuck knows, whatever TV show or movie that one of them caught that weekend. And, Oh, it was you great. Know. Sopranos, these stuff. But yeah, it was great. Yeah, it, it, could, it could go on in a million different directions. I mean, it all came back to sports at some point. And uh, yeah, they would you know, lean heavy into – they get the callers going and they'd lean heavy into their teams and stuff. But, but, that, but it was all authentic. It was nothing like uh, – it, it was nothing uh, generated you know, by some dumbass producer that thought this was a good way to get people interested in their show. And yeah, I, like I, I've watched um, that Good Morning Football before. If I'm up yeah. in the morning, they got a Monday morning when they're breaking down. And I, I admit I throw it on. I like, like 90% of the reason is because Kay Adams. That's not – like, she, she, she's, a, she's a Polish girl. Changed her name to get in the business. Is that, that right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And um, I think I even heard Kyle Brandt like joke about something about her about being Polish, and she kind of clammed up a little bit. I think I heard, I, she that, doesn't look Polish. Well, I mean, it must be bad if you change your name to the woman who killed Michael Corleone's kid. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I no. always thought that was a real. I always assumed that was a real name. Like I didn't seem anyone would cha- want to change their name to Kay Adams. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But even, to- I was watching. I've watched that show before, and like. Mm-hmm. There's times where they're reading off of a teleprompter. Oh, yeah. I, that and I just don't understand, like, I don't actually, know. You don't have like, any original thoughts in your head? I actually don't mind that show. I don't know why. I, I, I didn't think No, of- I admit I actually do watch it. Like, so I'm probably yeah. part of the problem, like, people I'm ranting about. I watch it on, like, Monday morning sometimes if I'm 
if I'm up and I have some time to kill, you know, just to see highlights from the, from the, or, you know, games the day before. The thing to remember with that, Joe, is that it's, it's, it's there to hype up the league, right? So nobody in the league could ever do any wrong. It's all, it's all very pro NFL, you know, um, very positive story, stuff like that. And they do do like goofy shit on it. But I think that's part of the appeal is that you could, you could throw that on any day and it'll be, it'll be a ridiculous segment where Brant is doing something or, uh, one of the other, you know, Burleson is doing something. Burleson, yeah, Burleson's all right. Yeah, none of them are great, but they, they work well together and you don't have to deal with <laughs> any of them for too much longer than a few. Yeah, none of them are great. <laughs> I, thought, I thought I was going to hate the show because Brant is like a, a real world guy. And oh, yeah, was, real world New Orleans. And I just had a problem with that. And then I surprised. I'm surprised how much I actually enjoy, you know, his goofy shit when you're in the movie, that kind of stuff. But it, it but that's not. I, I, feel, I feel like Good Morning Football is nothing like any of those other shows, though. No, but it's just the fact that you're reading off a teleprompter just yeah. kind of rubs me the wrong way a little that's, bit. But that, yeah, that's a studio like morning talk show, like Regis and Kathy Lee or something. I think I don't know. It's not a. That's enough. That more shows I don't understand. See, that's the problem. Is like Sports Center, these you know first take whatever these shows are in the morning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They've become like the Good Morning America, Today's The View. Show. Like yeah. that's they've. You're supposed to like. I, you would think you'd want to separate yourselves from. Yeah. Shows like that, but you've become that. Yeah. Yeah, it's bad. Maybe I take it more personally because I know like the sports shows are supposed to be geared towards me. I know I know the view isn't geared toward me, geared geared <laughs> towards me. But, so like I just don't understand. Uh, I don't understand the appeal of like the new way of you know doing Sports Center and these stupid sports shows. They're just terrible. You didn't, you didn't like Regis and Kathy Lee. I like Regis. Yeah, but that's you know that was Regis though. Yeah. By the way. Who's the, who's the guy? Seacrest took over the show, right? Seacrest and Kelly, right? Or yeah, Ryan yeah, and well, Kelly? Ke- Kelly replaced Kathy Lee with Regis, and then when Regis retired, Seacrest came in. But Seacrest, Kelly Ripa, she's, you know, attractive. She seems like she would be a nightmare, though. <laughs> That's just the first work, impression I get. Like to, like to work with? Just every, in every which I, way. I think she kind of nudged Regis out a little bit. I think she wanted it to be her show. I don't know all the details, but I feel like that's. I feel like I had read about that when it had happened. But it could, it could have all just like page six bullshit. Who knows? Yeah, but, I, I remember hearing that too. I have no idea if that's true or not. She probably did. I mean, whatever. Regis. But Seacrest is a fucking vulture. That guy, that guy has nothing that was ever – he never did anything. He just kind of – he kind of made himself this little niche – and swooped in with the Dick Clark thing on, on New Year's Eve. Dick Clark yeah. is his now. And he took Regis's – that was Regis's fucking seat, and he took it. Uh, Seacrest is a fucking vulture, man. He's a vampire. Takes so it to the bones. Yeah, that's, he just, yeah he, he's sucking the blood of all these uh, dead guys. It's crazy. American Idol. He started on American Idol, right? He just has – I don't know where he started, man. I think it was American Idol. Or at least that's where he – came on the scene like where people actually knew knew you know knew the name well he, he was like the host or it was what's his name show but he was like the guy who introduced shit he was like he was like on stage and simon cowell was the like the main guy because he was like the judge everybody liked right he was hated, the, he was the host seacrest 
Right, 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 right. Was he the original yeah. host? I wouldn't be surprised. I don't think so. Of course not. Of course guy. he wasn't. Of course he wasn't. Another guy. Fucking vulture, That guy's man. drinking in a bar right now. And, like, I could have I could have hosted previously. Okay, no, he's, not, he's not drinking in a bar. Now his head is up on the on the basement wall of Ryan Seacrest's mansion. Who's the original, Clark. original host of American Idol? Don't, don't go anywhere near Ryan Seacrest, man, because then it's going to be you and him on Sunday Poor. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> Brian, <laughs> Brian my, Dunkelman. Oh, well, I mean, he probably wasn't going to make it. <laughs> Not with a name he like is, that. He should change his name to Brian Adams. <laughs> speaking, speaking of, yeah, exactly. Speaking of guys who should change their names. He is best known as being co-host with Ryan, Keisha, Ryan Seacrest on the first season of American Idol in 2002. Oh, man. Then he walked and, into Ryan's trailer one day and never came out. Yep. Yeah. Holy he shit. Quit. It was reported that Dunkelman had quit after the uh, – and he had his career completely destroyed for doing so before it became – yeah. So this could be – I don't know. This is the story I'm getting on Wikipedia, but – why did it say he quit? It just said that it, it was reported that he quit after this, the first season. But it's also reported here that it says, however, one journalist believes that Dunkelman would have been fired had he not quit earlier. In fact, numerous idle staffers would eventually admit. Dunkelman had submitted his resignation shortly before news of his firing could reach him. So Seacrest squeezed them out, basically. Oh, Seacrest was definitely man. behind that. Jesus, yeah, that's not talked about enough about that guy. He's—I just—I wouldn't trust him as far as I could fucking throw him. Ryan Seacrest. Yeah, you fucking—you say hi to the guy. He's living in your house a week later. It's crazy. He's a fucking lunatic. squatter. He's Ryan psycho. Seacrest. He's the celebrity squatter, yeah. show business squatter. I think he's a psychopath, but yeah, that's a nice way to put it. Is he's a celebrity think- squatter. Yeah, I don't know if he's a psychopath. I think he's just one of those guys you never know where you stand with him. He's a just complete killer. phony. He's a serial killer. Come on, Ant. Get on board with me here. He's a fucking – he's a, a careers, at least. I think he's too big of a pussy to be a serial killer. Well, he's not actually – No, no, no. I'm not, I'm not saying he's, he's going around, like, chloroforming people and then, like, uh, Buffalo billing them in the basement. Oh, okay, yeah. I'm just saying, like, you know, he, he just uh, – he sees somebody that's like on their way out, and he just he takes the pillow, puts it over their head, and the next thing you know, he just sli- yeah. sli- slides right into their slot. Yep, pulls Meta- the plug. Me- metaphor- says he tripped over it. Metaphorically speaking, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I got you. Thank you. What happened here? He's like one of those guys. What happened here? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, they need me to fill in for a couple of days, uh, twelve years. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Brian Dick- Regis falls on a flight of stairs, and the next thing you know, Ryan Seacrest yep. shows up. It's his yeah. job. Brian, Brian Dinkelman has problems. Everybody's gossiping about Brian Dinkelman. It's him. It's Seacrest whispering in everybody's ear. Like that Dinkelman, yeah. real peace. Poor piece Brian of- Dunkelman ends uh, up on Celebrity Fit Club a few years later. Brian Dunkelman uh, pinched my ass the other day. Oh, I think uh, I saw Dunkelman. Uh, he was a little aggressive with one of the lady interns, you know, that kind of shit. You know, yeah, putting shit in people's ears, and oh well, word is he's gonna be fired, right? Kind of like in Cruel Intentions when like Sarah Michelle Geller and Ryan Phillippe are like pulling the strings on everybody. That's <laughs> yeah. Seacrest. Seacrest yeah. is Sebastian. Yes, that's he, him. Yes, he's definitely uh, not trustworthy at all. Sociopathic. 
Like he's one of those guys who would be perfect hosting a late night show. Just complete phony. Just sitting. He's like a found. He is smiling all the time. He always had that smile on his face. I mean, uh, he could have been at he, he could have been at the Twin Towers when they were coming down. Like Ryan Seacrest here from uh, Lower Manhattan. A lot of activity down here today. Big smile, yeah. big cheese-eating grin on his face. Yeah, that's him. Yeah. That is absolutely him. Made for TV. Made himself for TV. Oh, he took actually Strahan. I forgot about that. He took Strahan. Yeah, that's another guy I don't understand his appeal. And him and Kelly Rip. I know him and Kelly Rip did not get along. Strahan, I mean, it's I – he's just – I got to separate his two lives, basically. Because I love him on one hand. On the other yeah, hand but- – on the other hand, it's like, what am I, what am I doing? What's he doing? <laughs> yeah, he's, I, he's real cheesy. Good for him to make a career after football like that. And he's, you know, he's, he's in everything, basically. The guy works 52-hour days. I mean, he's, yeah. he's on Good Morning America, and then he's on the Thursday Night Football thing. Like, right? <laughs> it's a long-ass day, man. Uh, I don't know when he, how he does it or when he sleeps or how much caffeine he's just pumping into his veins, but, I mean. Uh, the amount of love I had for that guy when he wore 92 for the Giants was one thing. And then just to, to see him on TV every 11 seconds is another thing. Guys, it's all right. You got to separate it. You know what I mean? There have yeah. been pedophiles that have won championships with the Yankees. You got to separate it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's easy. That's much easier. <laughs> that's much easier for me to, to kind of separate. But, yeah. Apparently – Seacrest was under investigation back in 2017 for uh, sexual harassment allegations by a former E wardrobe stylist. Oh man, rest in peace. I'm sure she's not with us anymore. Yeah, insufficient evidence. Case was dropped. I guess yeah, yeah. defeating the Me Too movement, which is nearly impossible. Yep. Him and Joe Beningo, that's the only two guys I can think of that aren't, that aren't president. <laughs> oh, and uh, Rob Lowe. Let's not forget Rob Lowe. Well, no, Rob Lowe just – he did all his damage in the uh, 80s. Yeah, but it was under like Clinton. Like Clinton was brilliant, man. He got me too back before we there just, was Twitter. So. Uh, we've just, we just got done canceling like shit from 1941 or whatever. Like we can, you could go back and cancel Rob Lowe if you want to. Right, but it, it already came out though. It's, about, it's all about when it comes out. Mm, okay, that's fair. Like if you were smart enough, that's, that's real like a progressive way of thinking. If you, can't, if you like had all your dirty shit come out like 25 years ago, just being like, at some point, this shit's really going to hit the fan. I better do it in the 90s when, like, nobody gives a shit. <laughs> it's real rebellious in the 90s. Like, it'll just be an afterthought. People will see it one day and forget it the next. Okay. Kind of right. look the other way. So that in 2020, 2021, it's already out there. They'll right. be canceling other shit. It's not a revelation. It's not uh, new information has come to light. That's all old information. That's right. People, old, yeah. people love new information. They love any mm. new information on any celebrity. Any B lister, any C lister, oh yeah, they love it. That is a uh, it's an excellent. Eat that thing. up, yeah. Everybody's got the radar up, just waiting to cancel, just waiting to shut the just shut the lights on somebody. Yeah, I mean, who the hell wants to be famous these days? Not nah, too much pressure. Too much pressure. You got to worry about in order, like you know, if you're a, I mean, your brain. Let's be honest, your brain is not fully developed until you're like well into your twenties. So you do, you do a lot of dumb shit 
prior to that point. You're a single guy. Okay, I'm yeah, not saying you sexually assault women, but I'm just I'm not even talking about in terms of women. You just do a lot of dumb shit. Games. And especially now everyone's got a camera phone. So now let's say you want to go into politics and into show business. You got to think about everything you did between the ages of like 13 and 26. Like, Oof. oh, no. I would not want that shit coming back to me no. at all, man. No, because you need, you need a, uh, you need somebody to hire somebody that can like delete everything that can go out there and be sure there's no loose ends. Um, you, need sounds, Donovan. you need a fixer. Yeah, you definitely need. No, because Ray, Ray always fucked it up. So, somehow always things got fucked up with Ray. For The guy made millions of dollars being a fixer and somehow there's always a problem. If he was a good fixer, there would never be any of these fucking weird ass problems. He wouldn't have a TV show. Made for yeah, made for a good made for good theater at least. All right, you yeah. need like ten. I, I would need like ten good Ray Donovans. <laughs> ten good Ray Donovans. You can't hold me accountable for the dumb shit I did when I was sixteen. You know how dumb I was? Yes. Sixteen years old. Yes, I do. <laughs> yeah. Like you can't be held accountable for that shit. I was a dumb twenty year old at the time. Yeah, I do. Yeah. <laughs> no way around it. <laughs> Oh man, yeah, I don't. That's a hell of Except, a job. You know what, Ryan Seacrest? He was probably he was probably like laying his plans when he was sixteen. Like I'm going to take this job, this job, and that job. I just weasel had, my way in. He just had a he just had a he had a notebook with Regis's name in it and Dick Clark's name in it, Brian Dunkeldorf's name in it. <laughs> Host, co-host to be named later. Yeah, he just it is ready to go. Morning show host. Crosses it off. Yep. Rock and like Buscemi and Billy Madison had the hit list. Yeah, all the, yes. Yep. Putting lipstick on him. Yeah. <laughs> listening to uh uh what was he listening to? REO Speedwagon or or uh no not REO Speedwagon. Six? No, he was listening to um shit. Uh oh yeah, electric light orchestra is listening to. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> he probably, like, Seacrest probably, his appeal is probably with, like, the older women who are home watching this. They probably think he's cute, right? That's his there's appeal. A ni- there's a nice boy. Yeah. Yeah. Don't have, you don't fool me for a fucking second, Seacrest. Yeah. Well, nobody who smiles that much, nobody who smiles as much as he does on camera all the time, will I ever have, like, any trust in? Never. It's like, no. T- it's like Tebow, man. The guy's always smiling, always cheesing up for the cameras, always saying the right thing. I, just, I can't t- trust him. See, Tebow, I think, is actually just a big dweeb. I think he's legit a nerd. I, I actually buy into Tebow being exactly who he is. Plus the religious thing, I, that just it, it weirds me out. You don't think he's just like a cheesy and grit? Like, he's just like – I don't think he's a phony. I think he's just a weirdo. It's just what he wants you to think. That he's a w- – Harmless. That he's a harmless dork. Nah. I think that's what he is. I really think that's, that's what he is. That's all right. That's I. I can't. I can't get over all the cheese, man. I can't do it. And again, the super religious. He like, looks stuff. like a kid that was homeschooled his entire life. Where was he when Aaron Hernandez needed him? It's basically his fault. Tim Tebow. Yeah. Could have been your fixer. Would have been like Aaron. Don't bury the body. A half mile down the road. No, he Tim Tebow is a religious guy. He sees this troubled kid going down the wrong path. Everybody fucking knows it. 
Oh, Tim pre-murder. T- Sorry. Okay. Tim Tebow just tur- he just turns a blind eye to it. The fuck. I mean, he may be a little self-centered. Tim T. He may be a little <laughs> just worried about himself. Tebowing and shit. That was a fucking thing. Just a fucking Tebow. Yeah, that was a thing. He's just a weird guy. I'm going to chalk it up to him being a weird guy. Uh, believe me, no Tebow fan. I had no interest in watching Tim Tebow play football and it's, or, or baseball. Except uh, except uh, in the playoffs that one year. Uh, yeah, that one year. He killed yeah. my teaser. That is true. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> killed my fucking teaser. <laughs> um, but, yeah, other than that, I just think he was a uh, – he was just a big nerd, really. That was the year that I, I signed on for Brady being the greatest of all time. And it was because Tebow was coming off that win uh, in Mile High. Yeah. And everybody was like, oh, you know, here's, here's Tim Tebow, you know, the savior. Everybody did, he just always finds a way to win. And then Brady went out and yeah. he just fucking torched them. I, yeah. I, see, I never bought into that Tebow – Never bought into it. Like, no. I knew he was a gimmick no. and he was not long for the NFL. There's no way. Yeah, I absolutely. And that's Brady shut everybody up. And I was like, all right, as much as I hate Brady, uh, I, I, I got to respect him because that's what the greats do. And uh, yeah, that's when I bought into, into where, he, where he stands now, basically. Awesome. Yeah, I remember that game. That was, uh, that was an ass kicking. Yes. Much deserved. <laughs> Much deserved ass kicking. Uh, all right. What do we got? You got anything else? Yet? Anything else you need to? Uh, That's it. The right. tank has been emptied. Pretty good. Next stop, selection Sunday. Not bad. Who do you think had more skills? You think it was Bird, or do you think it was uh, Durant? I'm glad you asked that. Uh, all right. That's it for us. Man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll be back here uh, on Sunday for a post-election show. Uh, episode of Sunday yep. Thanks as always for tuning in. We'll be back. See you then. Thanks again. All right. Thanks. Enjoy the hoops, everybody. All right. Sunday Poor in the books. Well done. Uh, Post game show. Yeah, Sunday. Here we go. Post game show. Um, what's going on now? We got Texas Tech, Texas in a barn burner. Yeah, got that. We got USC Utah going to double overtime. Is, oh, nice. is Utah a tournament team? I'm going to say no because the Pac-12 stinks. So that could be interesting. Let's see. Where are we here? Utah. There's no way. UCLA's in. Utah. Utah, Utah. Nope, no Utah. So that's something to keep an eye on. Utah could be a bid stealer if they start making a run here. Minardi right now has Syracuse in. Xavier out. All right. There you have it. A lot of hoops left this week. Let's see what.
Luis Severino had his first mound session since Tommy John surgery. Oh, nice. How'd it go? I don't know. Did he get hurt? Did not get hurt, it looks like. Excellent. Brett Gardner was our three-hitter last night. I did see that. We're back in midseason form. I do not like that one bit because I, because I know they'll do it in the regular yes. season. It's going to go from do we need Brett Gardner, we can't empty the bank account on Brett Gardner, he's a fourth outfielder, he's not an everyday player, to Brett Gardner's our three-hitter. Yep. And it's really just because he's left-handed. <laughs> it's like ridiculous. Yeah. Is there a scenario where Bruce and Gardner both make the team? I would say yes, right? Yeah, probably. Yeah, probably. You have Judge. I think the way Hicks, Bruce is in- Frazier. Yeah, I think you got to. The way Bruce is playing, I think he's – I mean, I don't know. You have to take some stock in these – you know, the last guys in the roster and how they perform in preseason, right? I think yeah, I, I, to me, Bruce is on the team. You didn't bring him in here to – I mean, I'm pretty sure he's out of it. You can't send him to the no, minors. No. Yeah, Bruce's hair. You got to put Bruce on. Veteran, lefty bat. Power. All in on Jay yeah. Bruce. Well. I just want to see a fucking lefty. Yeah, it is. It's when the lineups are all right. Yeah, so there you go. Jay Bruce would be your three-hitter. I mean, Don't it probably be- should be Glaber Torres. Uh yeah, if he's ready, if, if he takes the step, I, I, last year's Glaber definitely couldn't do it. But uh, yeah. can I see? Can I just like before we have to pay this fucking guy? Could I see like what he's capable of? If he's capable of being a three hitter and carrying the team, that's what he, that's what we expect him to be. Yeah, as much as as much as I like him down in the order, hitting like sixth or seventh, I think it's time. Training wheels have to come off. He's still pre- – I mean, he is – not that I'm giving him a pass here, but he is pretty young. He's, but he's been around for long enough where it's okay. Yeah, he's 24. Yeah, you are young, but – oh, he's already 24. I feel like he's even like 20, no, 23 maybe. But, uh, yeah. 24. This is the point where being young doesn't give you the excuse anymore. Well, you want to see what a guy is too because eventually you're going to have to give him a monster contract to keep him around. Sure, yeah. But, I mean, like, not everybody's going to be Tatis, but look at Tatis. I mean, there's no question he's going to be, you know, productive. Right. Torres hasn't quite been Tatis yet. No, no. I'm just saying age-wise and yeah, what he's, what he's giving you and showing you. Well, Tatis probably – I'm not sure about Tatis' defense, but I'm pretty sure it's better than Glaber's. And plus, you got, you got Machado over there who's a go-glover, so it's just good to have that guy on your side of the ball. Yeah. Makes everybody better. Yeah, makes everybody around them better. The point guard. Yes, sir. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yanks Texas. got some. Yanks got some work to do. Oh, Texas is Texas going to gag this game away. Three in the corner, brick. <laughs> Assuming Ryan Ryan Seacrest probably coming for Jim Nance's job. Oh man, yeah. What is next on his hit list? She's got to be something, right? What's Ryan Seacrest something? be calling if, I, if Ryan Seacrest is calling the Masters in five years. Jesus. How about permanent host of the Oscars? Oh, Has he hosted man. an Oscars yet? I feel like he's had to. I don't think so. I don't think he's big oh. enough to host the Oscars. Oh, yeah, that's next then. 
Haven't they not had a host? Didn't they not have a host for a year or two? Did they do that one year? I don't even remember. Yeah, because everyone that they wanted the host had some shit pop up. They were like, all right, we're just not doing a host. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what the fuck? All right. Not doing a host. You know when your picture on Wikipedia is you in a deep V t-shirt and a jacket? Like, you know you're a fucking douche. Yeah. We'll never know the real Ryan Seacrest. Oh, man. If it ever comes out, you heard it here first, man. Dad, I would like to be first on that for sure. (laughs) Oh, in a report on James Booknight, he is continuing to deal with cramps and is getting IVs now. All right, I'll be fine. I'll be out there tomorrow. Get some massages, get some... uh... Get some fluids in you, electrolytes. Think maybe because he's so. Think maybe because he's so thin. Is there a correlation to between being skinny? Maybe you got to put on some muscle or something. I don't know. I, ne- I never got cramps. Never. Do you ever get one like in the middle of the night or anything, man, in your calf? Um, not really. <sighs> no, I I know what you're talking about, but no, nothing. <sighs> nothing like uh, debilitating though. You never did. You ever get one where you just have to let out like some like yells? It's so painful. No. Oh man, you don't know what you're missing. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying it's often. I can't tell you the last one I got, but I mean, at least a dozen, fifteen times in my life. I might be. I'm even underestimating it. You just get a cramp in your calf, and you can't. <laughs> you can't. You can't hold it in, man. It's like ah, you can't. Like you can't. Like. You can't like man up and just like bite down. Like you actually have to like let it out your physical pain, which isn't often. Give a real painful. Give like a when you get one. Give like a punch to the wall. That that bad. Try not to punch the wall, but like you got to give a. Oh, and then you can't like straighten your leg for a little bit, and it just lingers. I've had some bad cramps, man. I can't be alone here. You've never had those. Not like debilitating like that, no. Oh man, <laughs> I don't know. It's just me. It's not just you. It sounds. I mean, like I thought, you've problems. had like a cramp in your foot before, like in your heel or something. Like I get those, but those aren't that bad. Like big the toe. calf cramps are brutal. If I had big excruciating toe. if you get a real good one. Yeah, no, I've got like the big toe, but. Nothing that uh, ever sideline me. Yeah, anything in the foot's not too bad. It's annoying, but uh, it passes pretty quick. Yeah, just a little toe exercise. Cramp, when you know what's coming on to, is nothing you could do, man. Nothing you could do. Uh, IV it, that's it. Yeah. Yep. It'll stop you in your tracks of cramp. <laughs> It's always though when I don't know I don't know if there's a correlation between this, but it's always like if I'm in bed. Like I won't just get one if I'm sitting at my desk at work or anything. It's I don't know if it's a dehydration thing, like in the morning. I feel like nighttime is when people get them. I think I feel like I've heard that before, where people just get them at night. Yeah, I've definitely gotten them at night. You can make a case for being dehydrated at night or in the morning. That's true. I have a glass of water before bed. Stop it in his tracks. 
easier said than done. Have a drink of water? It's hard to uh, – no, before bed, it's just not on my radar usually. I mean, if you want to, you want the cramps to stop. If it was that easy, though, I guess, like, the guys like Book Knight and LeBron wouldn't get cramps, though, because they're always drinking water and Gatorade and shit. Yeah, I, don't, I have no idea. Yeah, I have no idea where the where they come from. It could just be some guys get them, some guys don't. It's just well, Texas going to escape, looks like. One point win. It could be because we're – could be working out too. Yeah, but I've gotten them like, I've gotten them like when I haven't worked out. Maybe going from being active to not being active, things, you know, get, you know, used to moving around and they're not. Yeah. They tighten up when uh, they're not being used. Kind of do some research on cramps and get back to people. Yeah, let us know. <laughs> we anxiously, anxiously await your cure. I, mean, I can't tell you the last time I had, but I just know another one's coming at some point. Oh, man. Watch out for tonight. <laughs> I know. Fucking karma. Irony. Ironic karma. Well, by the way, one more thing on Syracuse. The fact that Beheim's kid plays for them is just so nauseating. It's so disgusting. Buddy Beheim. You name your kid Buddy. Buddy. What a fucking loser Jim Beheim is. I hate that guy. Kills a guy. Gets Murder, a yeah. Ovation. He's, you know, you remember when, like, you were at Texas Escapes? Remember when you were, like, a kid mm-hmm. and – Maybe you did something you weren't supposed to do, like a mixed company or whatever. And like mm-hmm. your father would pull you aside, give you like a fucking stern talking to, like cut the shit. Sure. You'd go out, you'd go back out there, like best behavior. You'd be, if you were a different person. You'd be so uncomfortable. And then, yeah, you would be just straighten up, back straight, tie straight. I mean, wear a tie, but it'd be straight. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Jim Beheim kills a guy, okay? Doesn't change at all. Doesn't change. He's still a fucking prick. Not, nothing changed. Great, nothing up, changed. Still, he, so he did to the reporter like last week, degrading the guy. Sit up straight, Jim. <laughs> He's just a dickhead, man. If I ever killed a guy, man, I would just, I'd be walking on eggshells the rest of my life, man. I would, I would like join the Peace Corps. I would do... Anything to get, like, good karma back on my side. Anything to get, like, my public image back. And this guy just continues to be a piece of shit through and through. That's Jim Behan, ladies and gentlemen. He, li- he lives in an absolute bubble. Yeah. In Syracuse. I mean, he's like, uh, yeah. He's like, what's his name? In Happy Valley there. You know, or, or like Coach K. And do Eternal, yeah. Eternal, yeah. They just live in their own fucking worlds. They, 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 oh, they run town, basically. Yeah, those guys have such a uh, – what's the word I'm looking for? Complexion. Napoleon. Like, those guys, like, think they're the president. Yeah, yeah. When in reality, they kind of are just in their very small, tight bubble. Like Paterno was God in Penn State. No, I mean, he still is. I mean, he couldn't do any wrong, you know? Right. And, 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 and I think, still like, living him. in that kind of environment for so long – guys really just 
their egos just whether it may, may even it could be even subconsciously they don't even realize it. You're probably, yeah, probably right. So fuck Jim Beheim. That's my point. Fair we'll enough. Go out yeah. with that. <laughs> All right. I'll get this shit out. All right. I'll talk to you later. See ya. Peace.